Hello again, welcome to a rather special Naked Football show tonight as we're joined by two members of the ITFC women's team, defender Ellie Roster and ITFC media officer Kieran Stanley. And uh, we're also joined by a keen supporter of the women's game, women's sport in general, and uh, head teacher Rowena Mackey. Um, Ellie, this is probably the dumbest question of the week for you now but uh, how was it for you how were the last few days oh the last few days have been absolutely amazing yeah it's been amazing for me for the team for everyone at the club it's just been incredible do you want to tell those of us uh, or those who don't yet know what happened what happened of course so we uh, beat Huddersfield in the FA Cup Huddersfield it has to be said are a division above aren't they yes they are and we beat them 4-1 so it was incredible for us and you were away from home away from home yeah got to play in the stadium as well which was an incredible experience for us and we've now been drawn against Manchester City in the next round. Which was, um, if I'd have asked you uh, a couple of weeks ago what your dream would be, you'd say it would be great to go to Huddersfield, to play in, a, in the professional stadium, to beat them, not necessarily 4-1, that's unbelievable, and then to get drawn against Man City, wouldn't you? That would have been the perfect answer, wouldn't it? I think so, yeah, that yeah. is pretty much exactly what we hoped for. That's amazing. And um, you've been busy, haven't you, Kieran? No doubt. Uh, do you know what? I think I've got brain ache. Um, the last 48, 72 hours have been absolutely unbelievable. Been an absolute whirlwind. I've spoken to so many media outlets, so many different people. Everyone wants a slice of the cake. Um, and it's it's been the busiest time of my life. I can't remember a, a time being this busy in my entire lifetime. And uh, yeah, it's amazing for us as a football club to now be receiving this unbelievable attention. You've been enjoying it as well, Rowena? Oh, I have. And um, I've been enjoying it because I started going to the home games when the women are playing at home. And I just really enjoy those Sunday days out because, A, it's a really great team to watch and I really like the football they play. Um, so when you suggested that we watch the draw on TV, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll be into that because I was really keen to know what was going to happen. And strangely enough, while I was watching it, I, I was actually starting to get a bit nervous as all the, all the balls were coming out and, um, you know, a couple of the big teams hadn't been named and we hadn't been named yet. And I can't remember the last time I kind of felt that... Um, response um, to something as, I don't want to say as simple as an FA Cup draw, because I get that it's not like that, but no, it was, it's just been really exciting. I'm just really thrilled for the, for the club, actually, and for the, um, for the players in particular. It's quite, an, it's quite a little atmosphere down there as well, isn't it? If, you, uh, if you've never been down to Delwood Avenue, you go down there, you can make a, quite a racket, can't you, with those advertising hoardings, all made of sort of aluminium, and, you can, and you've got the ultras, haven't you? Yeah, I've got to say that Tractor Girls on tour, that the official supporters club that's formed a few months back have been absolutely out of this world mm. um they've, they've come in and they've tried to do something that isn't often seen in women's football and and they've created an atmosphere at games that really does make a difference to the players and um, i mean especially at that norwich game back in september 4-1 the place was like a cauldron and and that's exactly what we wanted and it really did spur on the girls to get the victory that night but also put the uh put the shakes up norwich a little bit <laughs> It does. Have, we noticed. Uh, we mentioned it. Actually, we noticed the away goalkeeper sort of getting further and further away from the yeah, goal so. line and on towards the edge of the area. I have to say, I really, I really enjoy it, and I, I didn't know what I was expecting when um, we went down for our first game. But the atmosphere is, is a really big part of it, actually. And I also particularly like the quality of the football because, for me, you know, I'm seeing proper football. I'm not seeing. Uh, diving diving and arguing with the referee and you know all the histrionics that goes with um, professional football at times and I just think actually the game that that the women play is you know it's really it's really good you know I, I think it's really exciting and I've gotten to know the um, sort of the names of the players as you go down there and and yeah I just 
I really think it's it's a fantastic atmosphere, and I'd encourage anyone. I'd you know, if this is what a shout out is, I'd do a shout out to anyone to to get themselves down there because it's a really good afternoon out. Um, and yeah, it's supporting our local clubs, so I think that's really important. And, and I personally very much enjoy it. So yeah, you go girls. <laughs> go girls, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read out some uh, questions and comments, etc. Um, those who've um, commenting about last night, I'm not going to read you out. Well, unless we have time, but uh, it's going to be moaning, isn't it? So it's much more fun to talk about the women. Uh, Justin, who I met for the first time last night, isn't it? Um, Twitter's like a dating site sometimes, without the romance. <laughs> but hi, Justin. Um, hi, Ali, Kieran, GB. Is There appears to be very little national media coverage of women's football clubs outside of the WSL. It's a bit like the men's as well, isn't it, outside the Premier League. Where can people go to find results on league tables for Ipswich Town especially? Well, obviously, social media is a big thing for us. So, uh, yeah, drop us a follow on social media at ITFC Women. Uh, the website, www.itfcwomen.co.uk. Uh, but alternatively, there's a website called Full Time, which is run by the FA. So if you type in Women's National League Full Time on Google, uh, then once you go into the page, click on Division 1 Southeast, and that's where you can bring up our league table. Yeah. Uh, Richard Woodward. Hi, Rich. Uh, question for Ellie. Who are her heroes in the women's game or men's game? Uh, Man City's Jill Scott, Steph Houghton, perhaps? Definitely Steph. I mean, yeah. I watched her in the World Cup, so to play against her potentially is just an absolute dream, and to play against people that she shares the field with and she captains is just absolutely unbelievable, yeah. Very so, exciting. So you're looking for swapping shirts with her at the end? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> that's the dream. I think she might have to get in a queue for that one with several other players. Yeah. <laughs> so can I, can I ask a question? Yeah, no, so, do for it, go for um, it. A, a Man City, a professional team. Then are you yes. are you going into sort of a situation where we've got a team who, um, well, support themselves and train and work hard, and and mm-hmm. and you're going up against a, like a well-oiled machine, essentially. Yeah, we're not a professional side. We're a tier four side. Um, we aspire to be at that level one day. There's an enormous project going on at the moment at the club to try and reach that um, with a, with a long-term plan. Uh, but yeah, Man City are a professional side. They're one of the best teams in the world holders of the competition and just full of international players that have played at World Cups. So this is an absolutely monumentous monumental, um, momentous and monumental task for us to go up there and, uh, and, and beat them. Um, but we're going to give it a good go. Yeah, so, I mean, how does it feel for you, Ellie, to sort of know that, that you're in a, in a sport where sort of the division between those who are professional and those who haven't could be quite a big golf? Um, or, or do you see it as actually this is a, an important stepping stone to um, overcoming some of those barriers maybe? Yeah, I think it's really important actually. I mean, obviously growing up, I've seen the game change in women's football anyway. When I was younger, it was never as big as it is now and it's continuously growing, which is just really exciting. And there's a lot of the younger girls coming through. I mean, Maddie, for example, she's only just turned 16, so she's got so much more time in the game as well as myself and a lot of other players. So, yeah, just to see... To see it grow is incredible. So to see that's where they're at, that's where we aspire to be. So it will be great for us to go, give them a go, and just see how we compare and see. Because to be honest, we've we've already beaten three teams above us. Why can't we beat another team? Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. team's growing so much, and as Ellie said, the, the, the game has changed an awful lot. I've been involved in it for just over two and a half years, and even then, it's grown massively. Um, teams are getting better by the week. Players are uh, coming through. You know, there's there's more elite pathways now, and uh, yeah, there's some tremendous players on the scene, and, and we've been blessed to have a lot of them with us this season. And uh, 
yeah, as Ali said, why can't we do it? Yeah, I've, I've noticed, um, and it's obviously the same with the, when you're a kid, as in men's or boys and girls as well, um, that the goalkeeping especially has improved because women's goalkeeping, it was like men's originally, you know, when you're playing first up the, up the park with your mates and you're the rubbish one, so they'll stick, you want to play, but you're no good at football, so they stick you in goal. And it was, I'm sure it seemed to be like that with the women's game, that, well, you know, you want to get involved, but now the goalkeeping is really good, isn't it? And Ipswich, I mean, they've got a really good goalkeeper. I mean, I've got to highlight Keats. Um, yeah. She had an unbelievable game against Huddersfield on Sunday. I mean, we brought her in in the summer from Billericay. She's vastly experienced. She actually coaches the England youth goalkeepers um, at St George's Park. So she knows her staff and she's a tremendous player, good leader in the dressing room. And uh, and she really did keep us in that game against yeah. Huddersfield on Sunday. And, and all credit to her because she was unbelievable. Yeah, it was quite a, a heavy second half, wasn't it? For you it guys? was, yeah. yeah. It's uh, It was the most uncomfortable 4-1 I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's the same with everyone, isn't it? Whatever, you get 4-1 leading and you're hanging on. Um, this is from Martin the Duck, who uh, I don't know if you know him, but I've, he does go... I've often met him at the women's game. Hello, Martin. Question for Ellie. How has the season gone for you personally? And he backs that up. He's a big fan of the team, obviously. Keep up the cracking work. So, personally, how has it gone? Quite yeah. well, I would have thought. Yeah, personally, it's gone It's gone quite well. I've, I experienced a bit of an injury at the start of the season, which made it a little bit difficult to get into it. But, no, from, from day one, like I said, I just signed for the club this season after coming back from the States. And the season just gone amazing for me personally. Um Everyone is just so together. We are honestly just one club. So, yeah, it's amazing. I have to say that's certainly what I see when I come down and watch, actually. I I see Mm. a really, well, a team that's just really working together and completely in it for each other and, you know, so well drilled and... I don't know even if that's the right term to use. I don't know, you know, how you might structure your training. But, you know, the the play off each other and how, how, you know... um, the, I don't know, for me, sometimes you think that um, you're not going to see things like balls into space and, you know, people running onto things and all that sort of stuff going on. And I just, I've been just so overwhelmingly impressed. Maybe I just thought it was going to be park football like you just mentioned earlier, Graham. But yeah. I just think the quality of the game and the skills involved has been really, really impressive. Oh, it's unbelievable, in yeah. In fact, it's so good that, you know, I end up standing on the sideline as someone who loves my sport and played a lot of sport thinking, oh, yeah, I could do that because you all make it look so easy, you know. And I just think, oh, yeah, I could do that. But I'm sure I'd get out there and, you know, I'd be absolutely terrible. But, um, you know, I think that's a real credit to how the team performs actually as well is that it's just such a unit, isn't it? Yeah. No, like, it's it not is, one it, person. It, it, it is fun. Oh, I've got to give it to that person right. and, and we're going to... No, no, no. Me, it's, so. it's, it's, it's great to watch. In fact, it's... If I dare I say it's far more fun to watch than the men's than our men's football certainly at the moment but uh, no it's it's fantastic um, this is from uh, West Stander um, just, I'd like to say how much I'm enjoying the exploits of the women's team I'm not as mobile as I once was but endeavour to get down to Felixstowe and watch you when my friend is able to join me as the men's team falter it's great that you can bring us such cheer kind regards West Stander that's sweet. Thank you. It? We appreciate that comment. Yeah, we're just trying to do whatever we can to uh, to put smiles on faces. Really, um, you know, it's a really exciting time to to be getting involved with the women's setup. You know, it's an in, it's an incredible journey we're going on, and uh, so many people are now starting to pay attention to it. The crowds are increasing by the week. Our social media is exploding, um, and yeah, that's only going to benefit the team in the long run. And we really, really do appreciate all the support. You know, it means a lot Definitely. to us. So. Can I, can yeah, I, go for it. So my question would be, and this is no disrespect to the Felixstowe ground at all, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a nice ground, but I, I know it's maybe not the best one around that you could play on. Is there a reason why you don't play in any way in a, an affiliated 
kind of format with um, Ipswich. I'm not suggesting Portman Road necessarily, but... You know, is there a reason well, why you have to go to Felix? Don't well, you used to play at Playford Road. Yeah, so Playford point. Road doesn't pass Women's National League ground regulations because it doesn't have turnstiles, it doesn't have spectator facilities. Now, we can get away with it in some FA Cup games and whatnot on the 3G, but they often reject when you want to move games there. Um, so unless the club were to build uh, potentially a couple of stands and a turnstile around the under-23s pitch, um, that would be the only option. But realistically, there aren't any facilities in Ipswich that are... Really good standard. I mean, Felix Stowe as as a setup is is fantastic, and they've been unbelievable for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been so supportive, and they they give us literally everything we want. Um, and yeah, we're really grateful to have them on board. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm sure that's a, a relationship that we can continue to to manage and and, and push forward. So if you're promoted, because I know that's what you're aiming for, will Felix Stowe's ground pass whatever the the, yeah. the um, requirements are? For yeah, the next, Felix Stowe. Um, the next it, league up? Yeah, Felix Stowe, absolutely great. Um, the regulations will be the same in the division above. Okay. Um, so, yeah, not a problem at all, and, yeah, we're happy to be there. Does there come a point where if you were to go straight through and straight up, say, to the championship, would you then have to think about moving, or can you still... Well, it depends if a facility becomes available at the end of yeah. the day. Um, I know there's some talks going on with with St. Joe's because of the link-up with them. Would they potentially do something for us? I, I don't know, um, but... Yeah, um, I think the, the the plan is to stay at Felix though, unless something miraculous comes up. I think, and even um, let's all pray. Even if you end up in the Premiership, would would you be able to still play at Felix though, or would that be? I, out I of, really don't, know. don't um, know. I really don't know. I'd like to think that that even if that was the case, with the added finance that will come in with it, we could potentially. Um, work out an agreement with Felix Day where you know we potentially improve the facilities. Um, yeah. they're, they're fantastic as it is, mm. but yeah, I mean, this is just me speculating. I can't, I can't guarantee anything. I can't confirm anything. Um, but yeah, uh, for now, it is is to stay at Felix Day. And uh, for, yeah, and for those who haven't been, go because there's a lovely bar there as well, and you can bring your dog. Special, I must say hello to Prune Dog. Do you know Prune Dog? You must yeah, know yeah, Prune we Dog, know yeah. Prune, yeah. She's a <laughs> diehard supporter. She is, isn't she? And she only lives a couple of doors down from us, so, yeah, good old Prune. And you, horses are welcome, of course, because you get Bluey and uh, Crazy down there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Bluey they often week. pop down to say hello, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Jeremy from Bari. That's Bari in, um, in Italy, bless him. Jeremy's a town fan as well. Hello, GB. More quality guests and congrats to them on their progress. Um, a couple of months ago, I was fortunate to meet the SSC Bari Rosa squad. That's the Red, Bari Reds, I'm guessing, um, at Bari at, at a night match. They play in the Syria Women's League. They were very approachable and interested as to where I came from. Perhaps a, and he's gone and thrown in an Italian word for me now, Gemellagio, whatever that means. He says twinning. Arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a twinning arrangement could be explored. Quite popular down here. Any thoughts on twinning with anyone? Send me an email. <laughs> I might. I, I might get in touch with Jeremy and yeah, say why it not? would be great to be twinned with someone and you know get trips abroad every Perfect. so often. A pre-season trip to Bari. Yeah, we're we're always open to suggestions of things like that. You know, I can put it to the manager and see what he says. No, no there problem. you go, Jeremy. He, he listens to the show, so he, I don't need to contact him. Um, Right, oh, this is from Slowerball. Good evening, GB. Good evening, Standers. Good evening, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. Question for Ellie. Given that uh, for female players in football, as with cricket, sport now provides the opportunity of a career path, which is fantastic. Are your future career ambitions within football or outside of the sport? Uh, here we go. Perhaps utilising your psychology background. He, uh, before you answer, he says, best of luck against Man City. God bless Julian Hughes. Yeah, Julian's got... 
poop problem, bless him. So God bless Julian Hughes. Absolutely. Ellie, what do you think? Um, yeah, my, I do intend on my career being within football. Obviously, football's just given me so much my entire life, so I'd love to give back in any way I can. So I think, yeah, using my psychology background, whether it's coaching or working, actually, the dream is to be a psychologist within the within the sport. Do you yeah. utilise a psychologist down at your place at all? I know professional clubs do. Yeah, I mean, Ipswich Town as a club will have one, but it's not something that we've had any direct involvement in so far. Um, probably down to the fact we're not full-time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not something we've had so yeah. far. So what, what well, sort of support do you get as, the, as a team? So... You know, do you sort of? You were saying you were injured earlier, early. Do you, do you get sort of physio physio support and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff? Or? Yeah, I've got support from uh, the physio we have there. Yeah, uh, there's actually two on board, and I got both of those who were helping me, gave me a training program, and got me back on track. So, in terms of um, you know your team's training and stuff, what sort of commitment is there? Do you have to do a lot of work yourselves? And because if you're also working um, or you know studying in the meantime, do you have to do some stuff of your own, and then you come together a couple of times to train as a team? Or yeah, so we train typically twice a week. We train on a Tuesday and a Friday, um, and then in terms of strength and conditioning, we have a team as well who put together some training programs for us. Kev as well at the club um, works with us on what we need to do, and then we have some accountability to get it done ourselves in the week because obviously a lot of us are well all of us are working or studying and doing different things because obviously we're not a professional club so yeah it's just going the extra mile going above and beyond so you've got to be quite um self-motivated to to really want to work that hard I guess yeah definitely and I think as a team we are really motivated and I think that shows this season what we're achieving and we're working really hard and deserving what we're getting Mm. Can I, sorry, can yeah, I keep, no, question? absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, Kieran, you know how you sort of said that you bought in a, the goalkeeper from Billy Ricky, was it? Mm-hmm. So whilst you're a non-professional league, is there still an element of trading and trying to sort of entice different players to you? And okay. how, how would you do that if you're not able to sort of make payments? So the way it works is all players are deregistered during the summer, so they're not actually attached to any club. So that that's a, at our level. It's a bit different when you're on pro contracts. So... Um, Obviously, she was at Billericay last season. She was then deregistered by default at the at the end of the season. So technically, a free agent. Uh, and then players then sign on to the club, and then that's when they're registered. And if you want to make a move during the season, you have to put in a seven day transfer request. The club then need to accept that or waive the seven days and say, "Okay, you can speak to them now." Basically, there's nothing you can really do about it. So it's either they speak to you after seven days, or they speak to you now, and then it's down to the player to decide what they want to do. Um, but yeah, Keats um, had left Billericay at the end of last season. She was a free agent. Um, and um, yeah, our manager knew her really well. So did a couple of the players and it was a no-brainer to bring her in. So that's how it so, happened. So are we at risk when we go to play Manchester City that they'll have their scouts there and they'll see things that they like of potentially losing um, players? From, <laughs> well, yeah, which would be amazing for them, wouldn't it? And, and you know, you would never stand in someone's way to get a pro contract. I mean, but would that put us at, at risk that some of our players might be seen and therefore become quite desirable? I mean, I think, I don't know if risk is actually the right word to say. I mean, it's, it's definitely an opportunity for our players to show to show what they're capable of. But honestly, I think so many of our players are just so committed to what we're doing at the club. And we're just making history and we're loving every minute of it. And I think a lot of us are seeing it as a long-term plan of why would you leave a club that is just growing and doing, as, doing what we're doing with the fans we've got and the support we've got. We're just all so happy to be here and doing what we're doing. I want to back that up as well and, and say that, you know, that Natasha, our forward, you know, recently had interest from Lewis, the championship club. Um, you know, they would have paid. I'm not sure how much it would have been, but it, she could have jumped two divisions yeah. and taken a, a contract on, on what would have been part-time wages. But she decided to stay at Ipswich. 
she thought it was the best thing for her career and, and that's that's you know credit to her for believing that this is the right place and also credit to the club for providing uh, an opportunity for, of a big future so Ellie, sorry i just need to ask another question um, <laughs> on, yeah. so sometimes i really worry about um our young girls actually and whether they they have enough opportunities to get involved in sport and i say that for my teaching right, can i back. just stop you there Sorry, only because, yeah. only because, I don't want to be rude, but I am. Um, uh, another Kieran last night who I met at, um, at Rotherham, and, um, and I was telling him, he knew about the show, he listened to the show, and I, and I said, well, we're going to have the women's team on tomorrow. We're going to solely talk about the women's team and really nothing to do with the men. Um, and he asked a question about your involvement with local schools, because I know under Paul Lambert, He's trying to get Ipswich Town, the first team, you know, the men's team involved with schools, which I believe is happening. Oh, his second thing was his daughter, Ruby, wants to play for Ipswich. That's you. So watch it. She's 13, so you've got uh, a youngster on your heels. Um, but, um, yeah, he wants to know about uh, would would Ipswich ladies or would Ipswich women as you are now be in, want to be involved with Ipswich, with schools as Absolutely. in a teaching yeah. and... Yeah, we've been approached by a couple of schools already that we've we've passed on to to people at the club to get things arranged for us um, because it's all involved with the community trust with, with school visits and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely something we like to get involved in. As I as I mentioned, I mean it's a little bit different, but we do have a great partnership with St Joe's. Uh, St Joseph College has been amazing. We have um, a number of our under 21s, including Maddie, who scored the hat trick against Huddersfield at the weekend, that are on full scholarships with St Joe's um, as part of a link up between the um, the club and the college. So yeah, that's something that we're we're really proud to to be championing, if you like. Um, but yeah, definitely let's let's get involved in that because it must be good. Because I know that's, that's why I interrupted you. So I thought, well, not to kill two birds, so to speak. But you're obviously talking about. I was just wondering how hard it was for Ellie to pursue sort of the football and if, if, and I know you said it's changed a lot just in your period of time, but, you know, I sort of wonder, you know, is it because you've had lots of family support or you were just very self-motivated or, you know, what was it for you that that enabled you to stay in the game, actually? Yeah, it's definitely definitely both. I mean, I I fell in love with the game the minute I started playing when I was about four, I think. Um, But my family have always been amazing as well, I mean. They since I was like I said eight, I think they've driven me to Ipswich three times a week from Stowmarket, um, and I've yeah I've trained. Obviously, it's a lot to have to train, and but it's what you want to do. Um, when I was in the under 14s the academy actually got shut down, the Centre of Excellence, due to lack of funding. Um, so then I was I was actually at Cambridge for a little while for a season, and yeah, my parents again incredible took me to Cambridge twice a week at the hour drive just so I could stay in the game and. It's amazing to see now, a few years later, that the opportunities are now coming back again, but bigger, and there's more, so there's a lot for, for young players to get involved in the game, as there should be. Hmm. So, Kieran, could you see a point, uh, uh, if you don't already, um, where you can get some of the, the girls from Lipsis women to come to schools and talk? Absolutely. Because, obviously, women are often hold back, held back by, you know, Well, women, you, you know, girl, girls often don't have a role model to, to look up to. And I was just thinking, you know, the 13-year-old Ruby possibly, you know, yeah. what a great opportunity if she was able to, to see you know, people to like see you and, turn and, up. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely something we'll look into and something we want to take part in. Obviously, there, there are complications with it in the terms of players being in work and school themselves during the week. Um, but, you know, if we can get things arranged in advance and, and look at what's available, then, yeah, we'll absolutely do it. There you go, you need to get some No, I think it's really going. positive, yeah. So, Ellie, will, think... your, will your preparation change much then for Man City, your game against Man City? 
Um, no, the preparation will stay the same. The same as every game, we're going to prepare to win. And that's what we're going to go there and hope to do. And yeah. how many training sessions do you have a week? Two. Yeah, two training sessions a week. At Delwood or? So you train at Playford Road. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's handy. Do you play on the 3G, 4G, whatever it is, or yeah. do you play on? Yeah. Okay. So d- yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say, so in terms of sort of a game plan and stuff like that, I'm taking it the manager will sort all that out and then yeah. you'll... You know, you'll be Joe expected be to. That. I can yep. imagine Joe's already started watching, he watching has. some footage. Yeah, he yeah. Has, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He'll yeah, be well, putting together something sound, no doubt. We've been we've been lucky to have uh, had a couple of messages. So I'm not going to name them on on air, but um, yeah, we've had messages from a couple of other clubs that have been like. Yeah, we'll help you with some analysis footage on Man City. Oh, amazing. Uh, so, yeah, we've already started. Um, yeah. yeah, and we'll do everything we can in our power to put together a thorough game plan that gives us the best opportunity mm-hmm. to try and beat Man City. Yeah. Do you, uh, when you go up, like, well, Man City, obviously in Huddersfield the other day, would you, do you stay up there or do you do it all in one hit? Yeah, we, we stayed overnight, didn't we, in, in Huddersfield. That was a good experience. It's good for the team to be away and to bond and... So, you know, to even to just sit and have breakfast and dinner together, you know, yeah. and, and sort of just chat and socialise, and and the players were all incredibly relaxed in, in the morning when we had breakfast. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great to be away, great to have that experience as a team, and uh, yeah, we'll be doing it again for it, Manchester. Uh, yeah, I mean, people don't realise, but it is actually tiring just sitting on a bus, isn't it? Yeah, if absolutely. you have to go up there and then play, get off, play football, and go, especially just... with some questionable music choices from some players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that happens at every step, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Thank you, guys. Thank um, you. Thank you. Really, come to the end of the show right this second. So, unless there's ten seconds to say anything you want to say, come down before. to see our game against Kent on absolutely. Sunday. Absolutely, and it's got Very a good. bar, and you can bring dogs, and it's absolutely wonderful, and make a racket and enjoy it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye, bye.